a lot of singles struggle during the holidays. It can be a time that feels lonely and kind of sad. And that's what we're gonna talk about tonight on Wonderful Life, part two of the Wonderful Life Holiday Survival Guide. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't wanna be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. Now, I know there are a lot of women out there who prefer to be single, they don't want a relationship, but I've never felt like that. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And that's always been a real source of sadness for me because my definition of a fulfilled life includes being a wife and a mother. But I realized that I needed to make peace with being single because the singleness did not seem to be changing. And I just wanted to be able to enjoy my life even if I never had that husband and family that I dreamed of. And that's what Wonderful Life is about. It's about learning to be happy while you're single, even if you're not happy because you're single. I'm not a relationship expert. I'm not a dating coach. I mean, clearly, if I could tell you how to find a man, I wouldn't be here. The holidays can be a tough time for singles. Not everybody feels that way. Some singles love the holidays and it really doesn't phase them. For me, the holidays have always been difficult because it's a time when everything is really focused on family and, you know, I don't have that. So it's usually just a constant reminder that I don't have a husband, I don't have children. In some ways, I kind of feel like the holidays are really for couples and families. And I know not everybody feels that way and a lot of singles love the holidays, you know, because of all the parties and everything. Um, but, you know, to me, it's always just been a challenging time. I always compare it to feeling like I'm, the, I'm on the island of misfit toys, like from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I write for a women's magazine and one year the editor asked all of the contributing writers to write our column around the theme of what we what we would like for Christmas like not stuff we want obviously but what would be our wish in our heart for Christmas and mine was really about wishing I had a family and to me at the holidays because it's all about like you know wishes come true and gift giving and you know for a long time I used to just be so confused as to why God wouldn't give me what I longed for, which is marriage and family. And I didn't feel like I was asking for anything unreasonable or abnormal. And I really felt like, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. Like I, you know, was tithing and going to church and giving and supporting people. And I just always wondered, well, why, you know, look at, I'm doing all the right things. Why won't you just give me this one thing that I want? But God or the universe is not a cosmic vending machine. And generally, God doesn't respond to us trying to bribe our way into what we want. 
And a lot of times people say, well, everything happens for a reason. I don't believe that personally. I think that anything in life, we can get something good out of it if we're willing to do that. But I don't believe everything happens for a reason. Some of my friends who are single believe that God has some great purpose for keeping them single. I don't personally believe that. I, For me, I think that my singleness is a result of <laughs> some bad decisions that I've made. And now, at my age, I'm finally, you know, have the bar raised higher, but at, when you're over 40, if you're going to have a higher standard, it's going to be harder to meet eligible men because there just aren't that many of them. So I guess my point with all that is to say that the holidays for me many times bring up those feelings of, well, you know, I would really like to have this in my life and God, it's all about giving stuff like, why can't you just give me this? I guess giving us Jesus isn't enough for me. So I, over the years, have put together some survival tips to help me through the holidays. And I actually have created a holiday survival guide that I can send to you. It's totally free. It's an ebook and it's sort of a lighthearted look, but useful. It has good strategies and good information and tips in it for you. And I would love to share that with you. And you can either put something in the comments, you can direct message me, or you can always reach us at wonderfullife.com and we'll get that over to you. But here are some things that I've learned that have helped me through the holidays. So here we go, Holiday Survival Guide Part 2. First thing, stop watching all the Christmas movies on Lifetime, but especially the Hallmark Channel. Now, one of my girlfriends loves to watch those movies. Every Christmas, she like will take an entire day and just watch every movie on the Hallmark Channel. For me personally, I don't like watching the movies. It's usually like, you know, the single girl and she just works so hard and she takes care of her family, you know, her dad, and she's like, da-da-da-da, always kind of left out. And then she just randomly meets Prince Charming and everything's great, happy ending. I don't like to watch those movies because for me, they don't give me hope. They just make me feel more despairing because I see those scenarios as being largely unrealistic. Now, there are dating coaches who will say, well, that's why you're still single, because of your attitude. But the other thing for me has been that when I've been in situations where I just happened to meet someone and it just seemed so divinely timed and it just seemed like such a great thing, and then it would turn into a horrible heartbreak for me. And so for me, I just, if I was in one of those situations in real life, I would probably just have to run because I would think, oh no, <laughs> I'm getting set up again. So quit watching those movies. Now, if you can watch them and they make you feel good and you love them and it makes you feel good, cool. My point is when I watch those kind of movies, they don't make me feel good. They just make me feel sad. And remember, those TV movies, the only reason that they exist is for a vehicle to sell advertising because production companies and TV stations don't make money when they show shows, they make money when they sell advertising. So the reason for it to have a show is so that you can get eyeballs 
And the reason you want the eyeballs is so that you can show ads and you can charge more to your advertisers if you can show them that you have more eyeballs watching the movie. I'm a marketing person. I'm a businesswoman. So that part is true. Number two, speaking of advertising, remember during the holidays that every image we see, every billboard, every television commercial, every circular in the Sunday paper, every web page, every ad that comes into your email inbox, everything that you see on social media, every radio ad that you hear, everything, signs in stores, everything is geared to making you purchase. For most retailers, the holidays are their primary revenue driver. And they present us images and say, if you decorate like this, and if you serve this kind of food, and if you have this type of suitcase, and if you travel in this style, and if you go here and do this and eat this, and give this type of thing and wrap your gifts like this, play these types of games and do these types of activities, then you're going to have a great holiday. And oh, you'll be providing this wonderful experience for your family. If you really love them, you'll, you'll have it look like this. And many times they're telling us, you know, feel the magic of Christmas and, you know, feel what it's like for Christmas. And many of us, now I know not everybody had this experience, but for a lot of us, Christmas when we were kids was a fun thing. It was a fun time, it was a magical time. Even when maybe if you got to an age where you, I don't know if you have little ears listening, but you know, sometimes you get to an age where you've outgrown some things for Christmas that you might have believed in previously. But yeah, when you're a child, Christmas is a lot of fun. I mean, the decorations just magically appear. The Christmas cookies just magically appear. Grandma and Grandpa just show up. Presents just magically appear under the tree. You know, Santa Claus just fills up the stockings. And it's, it's fun, 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 go, go, go. We, we get new stuff and it's lots of fun. Well, you're not gonna have that experience when you're an adult. Christmas for a child is very much wonder and magic because they're not having to go out and buy gifts. They're not worried about a budget. They're not worried about getting the gifts home without anyone seeing them. They're not worried about wrapping the gifts. They're not worried about shipping the gifts. They're not worried about making travel arrangements. They're not worried about all the stress of getting to where you're traveling to. They're not worried about cleaning up the house and getting everything ready for when grandma and grandpa come to visit. They're not worried about how stressed it feels as an adult when you have your parents or your in-laws maybe coming to visit for the holidays. They're not worried about gaining weight. They're not worried about having to bake cookies for the cookie swap. They're not worried about planning a menu. You see where we're going here? Uh, yeah, they, don't have, they don't have credit card bills coming in. So yeah, when you're a kid, Christmas is awesome. When you're an adult, Christmas is stressful. And I know so many people who over the holidays just get really stressed. And honestly, it's, I think it's more stress for women. No matter how you look at it, most of the time as women, we're the ones who are invested in making it a wonderful experience. And we're the ones who are going to do all the work to make it so. 
and then you feel like you have to go to this party and that party and the kids have an event and you have to go here and you have to go there and you have to buy gifts. It's just so much. And listen, a lot of my friends who have kids don't enjoy the holidays either. You know, as a single person with no children, it's easy for me to sit and say, oh, if I had kids. But my friends with children are more stressed out than I am. And one of my girlfriends, I remember one year, she was really excited about Christmas. And then she was very, very disappointed when Christmas morning, after they'd all opened their gifts, the kids all scattered uh, because she had two uh, teenagers living at home and and so they both went off to be with their uh, boyfriends and girlfriends and the younger child who was still living at home uh, didn't want to hang out with her wanted to go play with his new video games that he had gotten for Christmas and even her husband was just kind of parked in front of the TV you know watching whatever he was watching football or I don't know what was on and she told me she said I just really felt like I wanted to have like that warm, cozy family, like we're all hanging by the Christmas tree playing a board game. And she said, I really just kind of felt alone during that day. I remember one year someone in my family, I was thinking, well, I don't really know if I want to go be around everybody because I don't know if I'll be much fun because I'm really struggling with my singleness. and. Someone in my family was going through a divorce and was just absolutely a wreck. I mean, crying and grieving, which, I mean, you can understand the marriage was ending. And it showed me that everybody struggles during the holidays. So sometimes we have this idealized version that, well, if I had a family, if I had a husband, it would be so much better. Might not be. All right, another holiday survival guide tip for you. This may or may not apply to you, but a lot of the time, your family or your friends or people you're just sort of acquainted with are going to ask about your love life. I'm going to give your family and friends the benefit of the doubt. I don't think that they're asking about your love life to make you feel bad, although there's always somebody in somebody's family who does that just to be a jerk. But generally speaking, they probably want you to be happy they know that you're single. They're probably just gonna ask you, hey, are you dating anyone? And when you're single and if you're struggling with that, sometimes that question can just be so hurtful. Even though the person doesn't mean for it to be hurtful. It's kind of like when someone who's struggling with infertility and someone might innocently say, so when are y'all gonna have kids? And the answer might be, we've been trying and it doesn't seem to look like we're gonna have children, but it can feel very insensitive even if the person didn't intend that. For me, I'm lucky. My family really doesn't ask me about my love life anymore. They know that I'm not dating. They know that I'm not looking for a relationship that I've really just sort of, you know, put that away now and I'm focused on um, other things in my life. Many times people will ask me, well, are you dating anyone? When I'm at a Christmas party, sometimes my friends, if we haven't seen each other in a while, they might ask me what's going on in my love life. Now, I like to deflect and not get into a conversation. Um, so normally what I'll say is, no, nope, not dating anyone, and then I'll change the subject. 
Now, if they want to circle back around and say, oh, well, why not? Why aren't you dating anyone? Maybe I can set you up with someone. For me today, the answer is, I'm really not dating anymore. But in the past, I would say things like, you know what, I've just been so busy with work or whatever. I've been so busy with, maybe you're working on your master's degree, maybe you've just bought a house, maybe you're, you have some kind of a big project that you're working on, and you can just say, you know, I've just really been busy traveling or make it sound fun. You know, I've just been so busy with traveling and having fun in life that I just haven't even given it any thought. Now, most people, if you can just blow it off like that, they'll just let it go. But every now and then, you're gonna meet someone who, I think when you meet someone who won't let it go, it's usually they're doing it on purpose. So you may meet someone at a holiday party who just keeps turning the knife. In which case, I like to switch from a defensive position to an offense, because there's nothing better than a good offense. In which case, now you can change gears and ask them some questions. Things like, so how's your marriage? Did you know that up to 80% of men cheat on their spouses? You know, just a little icebreaker. Little warning though, if you use that technique, you probably won't be invited to the party next year. Just from personal experience. My fourth tip for the holiday survival guide is buy yourself a present. And I don't mean like a new Swiffer, okay? Get yourself something that you would like for no logical reason. Maybe it's, and I don't mean like a dress for the Christmas party, because you probably need that anyway. That's a required purchase. I mean like you're shopping and you see a beautiful bracelet that you would just love to have and you're gonna think, oh, I don't need another bracelet. I have 27 of them at home. But girl, you always need another bracelet. Maybe it's a spa day that you treat yourself to. Or heck, go out and buy yourself a new car. But buy yourself a, a present. And I mean something nice. Now, now you wanna be sensitive to your budget. You want to be financially responsible, but buy yourself something that you would enjoy. Not something that you need for your house, but what Mary Kay Ash used to call a Cinderella gift. And that's a gift that you would just like to have because it's pretty and it makes you feel good. Now, one of the things that I used to love when I was a kid was my mom always had advent calendars and my brother and I would go back and forth. We would, we would take turns on who would get to open each day. You know, like you usually have 25 days on the advent calendar and ours were the old timey advent calendars. Like they didn't have candy or toys or anything. It was just like open the little door and there might be a picture or a little scripture or something like that. And we just used to love the advent calendars. And I created a Wonderful Life advent calendar. It's completely free, but it has like little tips and strategies and a few little gifts in there for you. And it's by email and it'll give you the thrill of opening up a new little Circe every day for 25 days as a way to celebrate the holidays and support you during this time if you're single. So if you would like that advent calendar, I'm gonna put a link here and you can just click on the link, we'll send it to you. 
and we'd love to hear from you. Do you struggle with the holidays? Put that in the comments. Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue, so we want to hear from you. And you can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. And make sure you join us next week when we're going to talk about why your married girlfriends are secretly jealous of you during the holidays. That's next week right here on Wonderful Life.